Welcome. This is No Time for Sleep, where we discuss life, games, movies, tech, and everything in between. We're also IT professionals in real life, so we'll be mixing in a bit of what's currently going on in the IT space. I'm Alex, and I'm joined as always by Michael. Hello. I'm Michael. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, man? Hey, it's going all right. How are you today? Not too bad. Uh, Once again, happy Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. Nice, nice. Yeah, looking forward to the weekend and looking forward to, uh, yeah, just kind of uh, getting back to to normal a little bit, you know, life after after COVID. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. So we have a few things I want to talk about today. Um, Let's just jump right in. So we've been seeing a lot about the... Apple M1 chip. It's been in the news lately. And I just want to get your thoughts. Do you think we're seeing an ARM revolution here? Yeah, and we've uh, seen a lot of reviews coming back about the M1 chip, um, how optimized it's been for the platform, how with very positive reviews and kind of a a different, you know, take on the the whole Apple infrastructure. I mean, the, the whole fact that they can produce their own chip and, and have it be, you know, from version one here be so powerful. Um, it makes me wonder if that's, we are seeing a, an arm revolution and I see more companies are very interested going towards that architecture. And I'm uh, thinking that Intel might be feeling the, the heat a little bit <laughs> on their side. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is, it is very interesting. I think the, the main takeaway, um, that I have from Apple, and this is just kind of an overall Apple criticism uh, on my part, is uh, what is up with the specs on on some of their their entry level uh, computers? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I was looking at looking it up online um, here, and you know, it's like the the, the entry level starts at thirteen hundred dollars, uh, but you only get mm. eight gigs of RAM and a two fifty six gig uh, SSD in it, and I'm just like. Man, who who can get by with those specs? And I know a lot of um, you know, a- Apple folks would be like, "Well, you don't really need that powerful of a machine, you know, it's so tuned to 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 operate at that that you're fine." But I mean, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, you know, anybody who's getting a Mac Pro, they're doing more creative kind of item things like work products, producing work products, you know, that are more creative through those machines. And I'm sorry, but 256 gigs, man, you're going to burn <laughs> through that in no time. If I do any sort of video editing on my side, it's like, I mean, I, you know, you have video files that, that could be multiple gigs and I, I just don't know how you can kind of get by with that. And especially sure. with the, you know, the fact that you got to, you know, Apple really doesn't provide you with a lot of ports. So you're going to, you have sort of this octopus, you know, kind of a dongle <laughs> situation coming out of the side. Of your, hell, of your, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I don't really, um, you know, it's not like they're pushing you to go get an external, uh, drive with that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm, and I, I'm just looking at other competitors, you know, in PC space that for $1,300 and, you know, your specs are just, much much different um when you're comparing that mm-hmm. you know that might be more of an apples oranges comparison but hey man there's still pcs at the end of the day so I, I i just i have a little bit of a criticism you know with apple regarding that i, I just I, I would like to see some different specs at that lower end level at least at least give me like 16 gigs yeah uh, or, or like a 512 ssd or something like that um but you like we we're saying it's the you can't argue that that uh M1 is a very powerful, 
powerful chip and it's a good start for them and we're we'll have to see how it it plays out makes you uh kind of you know I'm, I'm more of a pc side of things you know i, I do more you know kind of gaming and, and things like that and so the pcs and again i also like to tinker with my pc so um <laughs> me too that's just that's just how i am and so i i'm less likely to buy a mac nowadays i've used them in the past um especially for video editing and and more creative endeavors that i've done previously but I like the operating system, but I just I haven't really had a, too much of an interest in it. Just wasn't really scratching that itch. But um, you know, it, it could get interesting if the the specs keep increasing, and you know, if they, if they start kind of adding some uh, maybe some graphics cards that uh, have some muscle in there. Well, you never know. Maybe it might be a Mac guy in the in the future. Yeah, I'd have to agree. the The M1 chip is is interesting for me. It's it's the uh, the battery life that I find. Uh, the most compelling, I think they're saying 20 hours or something like that on the MacBook Pro, which is, it just blows my mind. But getting back to the specs, yeah, I I think for 1300 bucks, eight gigs of RAM and whatever it was, 256 gig hard drive, that seems kind of measly in this day and age. You know what I mean? My, my Surface Pro that I have, it, I had to um, spring for the one terabyte version. And even that is getting is going to be running out of space, right? So I'm thinking if I do get another computer at some point, I'm going to want two terabytes just because I've had to offload some files onto an external hard drive. And I know people say, oh, you know, it's just get an external drive. But I don't, for me, I don't, I don't want to have to worry about moving files back and forth between drives. You know, I just want to have everything on my main computer and, you know, I'll use the external drive as a backup. Um, so yeah, 256, it's like, come on, Apple, give us, Give us five twelve, right? Are we, aren't yeah, it's twenty twenty one or or a terabyte? <laughs> let's please just start us there um, for sure. And the, on the RAM, especially side, when you look I at the prices it, of them, right? I mean, oh, the, yeah. the prices of these, you know, for RAM and and for hard drive space is not, you know, it's especially if you're mass producing it and you're you're kind of a you know distributor, mass distributor of these products. It's like I know you guys can get a pretty good price on this, so. Don't tell me that it's going to increase the cost by a, a huge amount. I, I just don't. I don't believe that. I know you always got to pay that Apple tax, right? Whenever tax, you, mm-hmm. um, when you're when you have that computer in your car, and you're like, oh, I think I'll go for the higher RAM or whatever. And yeah, eight gigs of RAM. That's that's nice. But I think me personally, I think it should be sixteen. Aren't we at the point where sixteen should be the minimum? I don't know. That's that's just me. Um, it's yeah. too bad that uh, with these current machines you can't i don't think you can upgrade later on right it used to be that you could buy a laptop and maybe buy the minimum amount of ram because you didn't have to worry about it because you could upgrade it at some point i don't think you can do that with these these new apple machines and that's too bad i I believe you're right yeah i'm not even sure you can even pop those open anymore um you know versus if you go and get something from you know a dell or hp there might be some components that are you know kind of soldered on but for the most part you're able to upgrade the uh the hard drive and the RAM, um, and I, I don't yeah. know if you can do that anymore uh, with with the Mac for sure. Yeah. So, sticking with the uh, the Macs here for a second, what do you think about the iPads that have the M1 chip now? Do you think Apple at some point is going to merge iPad OS with Mac OS since it's basically running the same hardware as their as their laptops and desktops now, right? Yeah, and I, as a from a consumer perspective, 
I would love it if they merged the the two operating systems. Um, I think just having having it kind of coalesce into one would be a pretty cool way to go. And then you think about you know the App Store, you know, and it, I I know with the M1 chip you're able to run iPad uh, apps on the on your you know laptop, which is great. But it would be kind of I, I'm I'm just wondering like why don't they why don't they merge and why do they have two and what what's the kind of the business reason for that? It seems like from a development perspective too, it would be much easier to support one. Uh, but from what I've heard in 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 the news, um, that Apple's just really not interested interested in, in doing so, and they're going to just kind of keep supporting the uh, the both OSs. But uh, yeah, again, from the consumer side of things, I think I would love it. I think that would be really cool if you could kind of just pick up and go on either device and kind of have it more like you know we if you've used the, the Surface or other kind of tablet style computers that have mm-hmm. a tablet mode that it goes into when when a keyboard's not attached versus when a keyboard and mouse is attached um so i think that would be cool if they went that direction definitely yeah i have two devices that have that form factor there's something about the Surface Pro form where you can ha- you can have a tablet and then just slap on a keyboard you know, when you want to get some work done or pull the keyboard off if you just want to use it as a media consumption device, like I just want to watch YouTube or Netflix or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I also have a Lenovo Chromebook Duet that does basically the same thing. It's when I pull the keyboard off, it's basically, it's like an Android tablet. You know, you've got all your apps, they pop up on the screen. And then if I want to do some some work, I just put the keyboard back on and then it switches to like a Chromebook, like a desktop look and feel it's kind of clunky sometimes to be honest but it is it is a low-cost device and i just i feel like now that the m1 chip is in the ipad then apple could could do something like a surface pro or a chromebook duet and Mm -hmm. and um maybe have your ipad be your only computer i don't know maybe there's secretly i want to i want to say that maybe they're secretly working towards this and they're gonna they're gonna uh announce it at some point like like steve jobs used to do at those um apple events right one more mm-hmm. thing right it was that was always the um the surprise at the end but uh it just seems like we haven't had anything like that i just i don't know come on apple i, I someday maybe um I yeah someday to see. yeah it makes you wonder too are they are they doing some kind of undercover uh unifying os that we just don't know about maybe they're um, maybe they are they're just not talking about it oh we're not interested in doing that but actually they're coming up with a <laughs> maybe a, a third os that we just don't even know about that will uh will unite everything all together but um i think that might be uh, <laughs> i think we would have heard it i think the mac rumors uh i know don't somebody would to, to stay it. there for sure for sure and it, it just seems like they're not even in- interested in doing it at the moment but uh we'll see what the future holds yeah now that they are kind of doing the the M1 chip and and how positive the reception has been, um, yeah, it makes me wonder if they they do go that route. And we we talked previously about this too about you know with the I have a Surface uh, book that you know has the video card is actually in the keyboard part of it, right? So you kind of have oh, this yeah. modular um, almost switch style type of a scenario <laughs> where when you when you do have it docked with the keyboard, you have an additional uh, hardware available to you that you know in this case can uh, you know run those creative apps better. You can actually game on it if you wanted to. You know with the video card that's in there, would mm-hmm. Apple 
go ever go that route with it and kind of have more of a modular solution you know and, and to, to where you could kind of just plug in your screen to a, you know either a keyboard type of thing where you get a, a video card available to you or even if you could plug it in kind of directly to like a maybe like a tablet like a wacom tablet or something like that to kind of yeah give you a dual touch screen type of a scenario that would be pretty cool i mean that that would be something i'd be interested in for sure i don't know if that's too niche for what they're looking for but <laughs> i you know being able to kind of drag and drop your screen around and, and have it just kind of follow you that's the computer that follows you and then wherever you're docked can lead to a different feature set that, that you can use at that time i think would be pretty neat that kind of be a, a cool way to go and you know how they like to sell their uh, peripheral peripherals too so uh that's yeah. that's i think where they make a lot of their money so uh, be a be a bonus for them yeah to me the service book is almost the perfect device. It's like when I when I got my Surface Pro, I was actually looking at the Surface Book too. It was just, I think, um, I went with the Surface Pro because I liked having that kickstand. And to me, that's I think that's the only thing missing from the Surface Book, other than the price. It is a more expensive product. Sure. But if on the Surface Book, if you can if you can detach the tablet, you know, have it in tablet mode. If it had its own kickstand, oh my gosh, dude, that would be awesome. So you could slap it onto the the keyboard that has its own integrated graphics, maybe get some serious work done or even do some light gaming. And then when you're, you know, when you're done at the end of the day, say you, you detach, you pull off the tablet and then you've got a kickstand, you can just set it down on your bed or whatever and just, mm -hmm. you know, watch some videos or something like that. I think that would make it the perfect device. Definitely. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I, I agree with you on the kickstand too. It's, you know, otherwise with my, my Surface Book um, that I have, I, I don't, tend to use it as a tablet so much because yeah it's you don't really have that stand <laughs> and when you don't have that stand it's just kind of like i mean you're like what you know do i have to hold it the whole time from if, if you're laying down in bed watching something it's like it's not really convenient to have to like prop it up against the pillow or something like that you know versus the the ipad that i have which you know kind of has the case that can roll up and become a stand that's that's pretty cool so the fact that you know the the surface pro has that or is it the uh, surface um what was it that has the kickstand i'm sorry Oh, the Surface Pro, yeah. Surface Pro, yeah. Surface Pro with, with the kickstand. I think that's a, a cool way to go. I I, I would definitely uh, take advantage of that uh, more so than I do. We talked a little bit about gaming on the Surface Book, and that actually leads me to our next topic. What um, <laughs> what games are you playing this week? You know, a uh, funny story. <clears throat> so I, got, I picked up a Rebel Galaxy Outlaws, right, which is kind of a space fighter okay. game. Uh, it's in the same genre as like Wing, Wing Commander, Privateer, uh, type of you know sim light type of uh, space game. And in the in the very beginning, you start out of the space station, and you can go to the bar, and they have a you know a pool table there, and you can bet against somebody and play play eight ball basically. And I kid you not, for like the next like hour and a half, all I did was just play eight ball <laughs> against <laughs> against this uh, computer, and I'm just like, man. And it's like I I haven't even flown the ship yet. I've I've just got stuck in the bar, you know, playing uh, Apel, and then I you know I keep losing because I'm I'm trying to learn how to do it, and so I, I think I lost all my starter money, and uh, again I haven't even I haven't even left the bar yet. And then I was like, okay, well, I gotta go to do, do something else. So I haven't even I haven't even flown a ship yet in that game. So it's just kind of a funny, just got so sidetracked That's by awesome. the Apel, which is pretty legit. It's a pretty legit like little simulation of Apel. So I actually kind of enjoyed that. So, what's the name so of that game again? It's Rebel Galaxy Outlaws, and okay. uh, which, which actually is kind of a—it's not really a sequel to it, but it's in the same 
same uh, universe as Rebel Galaxy, right? Which is more of a, it's a different type of a space game. Uh, This one's more of like, you know, you're a fighter pilot. The other one is more of like you're kind of controlling more of a capital ship type of a deal. But but I don't know. I'd like to say I'd recommend it, but I haven't even flown the dang ship yet. So I don't (laughs) even know. So that's that's where I'm at there. (laughs) How about you? You got got sucked into something else. Not the main game. Um, Right now I'm playing uh, Resident Evil 7. Not Resident Evil 8, which is the most recent game, but uh, I went back to Resident Evil 7. I started that a few years ago when it came out. I picked it up for my PS4 Pro, and I didn't even get very far. I think I probably played it for an hour, and and then I stopped. I can't remember why. I think I think the um, the fan noise from the PS4 Pro might have been too much. <laughs> might have been too annoying. I, I do have a gaming headset, but I could still hear the uh, you know the whine of the yeah. fan coming from the PS4 Pro and sometimes that thing can sound like a um like a leaf blower man but um I'm playing it now again I started over on my Xbox Series X which doesn't have that problem with the with the noise it's basically silent and so I think I'm a I'm a few hours into it I've gotten farther uh than I did when I was playing on my PS4 Pro I think what also happened was I kind of got stuck and then I meant to come back to it and then um <laughs> I just never did. So there was that I got stuck and then I didn't like the noise. And so I just kind of gave up on it and I meant to come back to it. And, and I just never did until um, I picked up the Xbox. Gotcha. And um, the other reason that I, I think I stopped um, Resident Evil 7 was so that I could play Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that before, but um, I'm still playing that this week. There's just something about that game that that um i don't know it's it's i wasn't super interested in these battle royale games um until one of our buddies picked up apex uh, apex legends told us about it you know it was free so i'm like okay well i got nothing to lose why not um but yeah continuing to play apex legends uh i unlocked during the arenas event i unlocked the the watson skin um i didn't quite unlock everything there's there's a bloodhound skin that i wanted but i didn't um didn't get it in time i ran out of time the uh, the event ended but uh which is fine i'm i like bloodhound but watson is actually my main so i was really happy with that and um uh, also trying to trying to get our buddy how do i want to say this more well he's i was gonna say more into it but he's, he's already super into it i guess get him better <laughs> sure. at the um at fightings, one, one night we were playing, he was asking me about aiming down a scope during during a lot of these fights. He'd said something like, when he was fighting with somebody, he was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's hard, especially with the sniper rifle, aiming down the scope. And I told him, well, you know, if you get into one of those close quarters situations, then you don't want to be aiming through a scope, especially with the like if you got a 10x zoom or something like that, then you're aiming sure. down the scope. You know your field of view is so narrow, um, you're just kind of stuck there. And and I saw that kind of play out where during one of our battles, I, it looked like the other team was just kind of running circles around him, like he didn't know where he was getting shot from. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it was just a funny thing to see. And I told him, "Oh yeah, I, me personally, I like to if it's close quarters, I'll, I'll start shooting from the hip. You know if we're." A lot of times I'll find myself, you know, sidestepping or circle strafing with the other guy, or I should say the other person. Um, and that's how a lot of the battles go. And if, 
maybe if I can get a beat on him, if I'm going for a headshot, then I'll aim down my my scope. But then I'm, I'm always doing sort of like this off and on where I'm shooting from the hip or I'm aiming down the scope. Um, you just have to be able to adapt. But I think what he was doing is he would he would just start, right? If he finds himself in a, in a fight, he would just aim down the scope and try to hit him. I'm right. like, no, dude, it, it looks like they're sidestepping you all the time and just like hitting you from another direction. So we got to... We got to practice that. The other thing that helps is um, I told him I have a 7.1 surround headset. I don't think he does. He probably just uses like a stereo setup. And I told him, mm-hmm. man, that's that's key, right? If, if you can hear where the footsteps are or where these shots are coming from, then that will help you so much. I mean, you do. I think you get visual cues when you're getting shot. Maybe if you're getting mm-hmm. shot from the right side, you know, you're, the right side of your screen will turn red or something, but it's completely different, much better experience if you can actually hear um, where everything's coming from, right? So that's that's been my week on the gaming front. Yeah, and I, I'm right there with you too. I think that's kind of one thing about that game too. You know, there's different, when you do aim down sights, um, and, and depending on what kind of gun you have too, it's it's like, you know, your movement speed changes. And, you know, if you're trying to, and, and with that game, you need to be very kind of mobile and, and and agile and really kind of just, you know, lay down some fire and then get to back to cover, oh, yeah. you know, before they return fire. And so if you're just kind of hanging out there, you know, aim down sights, you're probably going to get lit up, you know, more often than not. And especially if you're in those close quarter engagements too, you know, it's almost like, well, in, in that case, you probably just want to hip fire it, you know, and, and so you're able to not lose that mobility and, uh, it can be tough. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like for me too, I like, I, when I first started playing, I'm just like, why am I getting lit up? Like, what, are, what are people doing that's <laughs> different from what I'm doing? And I'm like, okay, they're, you know, they're just kind of like getting in, taking some shots, getting back to cover, reposition, do the same yeah. thing, you know, the, so they kind of keep doing that, that same thing. And then knowing when, you know, if you do land a couple shots, and the other person retreats. Well, now it's time to go on the offensive, and get over to him and, and get in close mm-hmm. and just and finish him up, you know. And and so, kind of knowing in, in those, you know, what what to do between those short range to mid range to long range, like what all those all three of those scenarios, what to do in those cases, just takes time. Yeah, you know, I just got to learn it. And then for me too, yeah. I just it helps just watching videos, like just just take and see what other people do and and learn from that and um and what you said about the audio game too i mean that's it's huge in in your current video games now especially with that because if you can hear where people are um you have that much more advantage over the next next person playing because Mm -hmm. if they're not listening out to where for to where you are then you can just kind of go up behind them and, and outflank them and and be good to go and a lot of times you'll be running with the team all of a sudden you kind of hear some footsteps and you're like yeah. Oh, there's somebody around here, you know, and and so, <laughs> it's kind of and also to use use that ping system, people. Please come on. If you're gonna start yeah. shooting at somebody, like sometimes like my team will be shooting at somebody, and I might be inside, and then I run outside. I'm like, okay, where where's the fight at? But I'm just like, but I don't. But the shooting has stopped, so I'm like, where? I don't know where to look, <laughs> you know. And so then then maybe the person reengages, and then now I can like now I now I can swing over and look at where they're shooting at. But it's like, dude, if you would have just pinged that spot. I would have been looking there and then the next time the person peeked out, we might've both been able to, to, you know, nail that person. So I yeah, use your pings. Come on. It's easy. F key on. Yeah. Key. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I try to be, I try to be good about that. Pinging items that my, 
my squad. I say my squad, but it's really just my brother and, and our buddy. Um, mm-hmm. Ping items that they might be looking for or ping enemies. I sure. think that's huge. And I'm trying to get them, even my brother who's been playing this um, just as long as I have, sometimes he doesn't always ping an enemy. He'll say, they're over here, you know, and he'll start shooting. Right. And I'm just like, where? And our, our where? buddy does that too. <laughs> you know, he's, uh-huh. he's, oh, he's over here. He's over here. I'm just like, where i don't know yeah <laughs> where is yeah. it you know where, where are you shooting at you have to ping it i mean i might be able to see it you know if i happen to be looking in your direction or maybe i can i can kind of hear it but then if you if you ping it then that saves us i mean i know we're talking sometimes split seconds here but that could that could mean you know the, the difference sometimes between winning Agreed. and losing these games so i think i think what it comes down to is is um communication and um it's always tough because because there's lots yeah. going on, especially you get new a firefight, and then you don't always think right to ping. You just you you just you're shooting at somebody. You're shooting at um, you're shooting each other, and yep. you know you you want to tell your squad where the action is, but you know sometimes you forget or you just don't have time or you just it's like oh what button was that again? I think that's that's uh, our our friend's <laughs> problem. Like he for, he forgets yeah. um, what button to press. He was on on the PC, but then he. He picked up an Xbox Series X, like uh, like what we have, and he's having. Um, there is that learning curve going from PC to console or console to PC, right? Sure. So he for, he forgets sometimes. Oh, what what uh, which is it? One of the trigger buttons? buttons? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and then I, another random random um, game of the week here is uh, one of this. I, I guess it probably just came out. It's a uh, Super Animal Royale. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it's a 2D okay. battle royale uh where you're playing like a, an animal creature. It's kind of more of like cartoony kind of a uh, you know just think like PUBG with with animals but it's 2D. So it's like top down but the same type of thing, you know, you you're on like a plane that flies over and you got a parachute down onto this map. Um Okay. Played a little bit. It's free to play and um I think it's good for a quick session or two. I, I played a, a few games into it, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so if you have a PC, I think it's only on PC right now, but I, I, it might be for consoles too. I have to check. But uh, kind of a cute, you know, kind of battle royale. If you're looking to kind of uh, dip your toe into the water of the the battle royale genre, I think that's kind of a good starter uh, way to go. Because you know you gotta you gotta land, you gotta pick up loot, you gotta you know there's armor, there's health pickups that you can do, and you know. Um, like mm-hmm. body armor and, and things like that that you can you know body armor kits I should say that you can repair your armor with and things like that so kind of a kind of a cute uh, little game <laughs> so okay. if you're interested in I'm that check that out right now. yeah yeah it's kind of kind of fun um, I don't Super it's not gonna replace like right Apex now. but uh, you know it's it's, <laughs> uh, it's kind of cool also too did you know that uh, they're making an Apex Legends mobile really like for are, for yeah. iPhone and and Android. They are, and the the beta is actually out for Android uh, at the moment, and it's I don't know oh, how dude. you get enrolled in the beta, but I know you're an Android guy, so you might want to look into that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but if you're if you're curious about it, check out YouTube. There's some uh, some videos out there uh, about it, you know. And and I'm not super surprised that they are doing it for mobile. I mean, they did so with uh, PUBG and Fortnite and all mm-hmm. the the bigger you know battle royale games. So um, yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. But the the big change though, it's a uh, it's third person view. Oh really? That's yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I disappointed. Right? I think is my initial reaction, but yeah, <laughs> we'll just have to see. <laughs> like yeah, what? 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of translates to touch controls. I mean, it's very, you know, especially with Apex, you're kind of uh, going up and down. You're trying to change change in elevations, and there's a lot of movement skills and things like that to play with. So how that's going to mm-hmm. translate over to mobile, uh, uh, we'll have to see how that goes. So, But yeah, anyway, check that out. might be something. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know how you get enrolled in beta, but um, that would be pretty cool um, to check out. And then you're now you're doing Apex on the go. Awesome. That would be perfect. Having yeah. a game like Apex on the go, if I ever start, you know, traveling again, then that, that could be my, the only device that I take with me. I tried mm-hmm. it on the Switch. They have Apex on the Switch and it just was not a good experience. It's capped at 30 <laughs> frames per second. And that's unfortunate. It often, yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate. It often dips way below 30 to where it's it's in my opinion it's, it's unplayable because for a game like apex i think you need at least 60 frames per second but but um on the switch it's just not a good experience so if it's if they can if they can um just really nail it on on mobile you know on android then then that would be so awesome i'll have to look into that yeah that'd be cool and it makes you wonder why how the switch for switch version of it got so so botched i guess you could say at least on the optimization front i mean if if they're able to kind of cram that into mobile and have it be a pretty good experience it's like come on you know switch like <laughs> i know let's, let's work on that come on like 30 frames I per guess, second is just not kind of nowadays. <laughs> i guess the hardware just isn't there well it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they what happens um when the switch pro or whatever they're going to call it when it right when it uh, mm-hmm. comes out will it be enough to run to run apex it's funny i would, every every hardware that we talk about it's like oh can it run apex it's almost like can it run <laughs> crisis right that's the litmus <laughs> test right there yeah for sure <laughs> awesome. awesome man well i think we'll wrap it up there we hope you enjoyed your time here and feel free to reach out to us anytime via social media or you can always email us at feedback at ntf at sorry feedback at ntfscast.com com. We're always looking for your feedback, good or bad. Let us know what you liked or let us know what we can do better. Until the next time, stay safe, keep rocking, and we'll catch you later. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Bye. <laughs> See you.